This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Spiritual Warfare, Part 6, The Helmet of Salvation. The way you think drives your emotions, and it is the way you think that brings salvation. To maintain a level of deliverance in your life, you must change the way you think. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Ephesians 6. Uh, Y'all know where this is part 6 of our series on spiritual warfare. And today we're going to talk about the helmet of salvation. Verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. That's what we want to talk about today. Um, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus uh, from his prison. And he's uh, articulating weapons that an armor actually that he sees on a Roman soldier and he's seeking to relate that to the, the, the armor that Christians should have every day and today he talks about one that is very dear to my own personal life and heart that made a difference in my life and my heart and my, my, my life is this thing called the helmet of salvation. It wasn't a football helmet. Look at your neighbor. It wasn't a football helmet. It was a leather helmet that strapped down on the head. Um, And the Bible says it is a helmet of salvation. The word salvation means to be delivered, to be rescued. How many of y'all know that everybody in here needed to be rescued from something? It is a it is the place of decisions, your head. Now, the 10 o'clock crowd might not want to admit this, but the reality is that during the course of your life, you have made some decisions that you look back and say, what was I thinking? Yeah, it's about your thought life. This is about your thinking how you think. And this is dear to me because there was a section and time and seasons of my life, many many of you know this already, that I suffered from depression, low self-esteem, suicidal thoughts. And one day the Lord Jesus came and showed me that the way I was thinking was stinking thinking. Somebody on your row has some stinking thinking. Go ahead, look up and down your row and see if you can figure out who it is. Don't point to them or anything like that. Just the way you think drives and determines your behavior, your choices, your actions is, is governed by your thought processes. It plays an important role. And I, I'm celebrating because though I had seasons of depression and low self-esteem and I wrestled with rejection and not feeling like I had a future or a destiny. I'm grateful that one day Jesus Christ opened my eyes and made me see that I was loved, that I did have a purpose, that I did have an assignment, that I did have a destiny. And it altered my life. 
Once I came to grips with the fact that the Lord loved me and had a destiny and a future for me, it altered my life. And I need to talk to you about this today. This is probably one of the most important messages. I'm sorry I don't have as much time as I'd like to have, but I need to just get some key things in your heart and in your mind for you to ponder and think about because there's somebody in here today that the devil been beating you up and making you think that you have no future and you have no destiny and you have no purpose and that nobody loves you and you're depressed and sad and sorrowful. I've come here to tell you today that there's hope, that there's a God who loves you, who cares about you, who died on the cross for you, was buried for you, and has already mapped out a destiny for your future. I'm celebrating the fact that your past does not determine what your future is going to be. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you might have had a jacked up past, but you're going to have a marvelous future. Tell them the same thing on the other side. You have a future. There's hope. There's a destiny for you. And what messes you up is the way you think. Our church is major on helping you think differently. That's why we have 44 classrooms in this facility, 44 classrooms in the ministry facility. Why? Because we focus on teaching and helping to try to influence the way you think. That's why we have all these discipleship programs. We want you to think like Christ. We want you to have the thinking of the Lord. That's what we want you to have. And that's what the helmet of salvation does. It helps you make better decisions. Lord, if you could have just made a few better de decisions, and I'm trying to rescue somebody from making some bad decisions. Amen, Pastor. Y'all a little slow here today. I got two simple points. And if I can get you to just get a hold of these two simple points and get you to embrace these two simple points and understand these two simple points. I'm waiting for y'all to say, Pastor, please tell us what the two simple points are. Here's point number one. You got to learn to destroy wrong thoughts. You got to learn to destroy the wrong thoughts. You can't entertain them. The problem that many of you have is you entertain wrong thoughts. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Just turn there real quick. Second Corinthians 10 verses 4 through 5. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, his second letter, and he says in verse 4 and 5, he says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Let me stick a pen right there and stop for a moment. He says, we have weapons. We're not, we're not defenseless against the enemy. This is a, listen, your mind and the way you think is the battlefield for you to win a victorious life. It's the way you think, and that's the battlefield. And he says the weapons of our warfare are not, we're not dependent on carnal things. We don't use guns and, 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 and knives and things like that for our, our fight. The, God gives us weapons that are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Let me talk about a stronghold. A stronghold is an area of, of uh, 
uh, where the enemy doesn't easily quit or give up. He's not going to give it up real easily. It's an it's a area, a territory. It's a, when a, uh, one army would attack another army, there's a, a place that they've taken territory of and they don't easily give it up. And what I've discovered is in the kingdom, the devil will get a stronghold in your life and no matter what anybody says to you or suggests to you, you won't change your thinking about it. That's a stronghold. It's when, it's when, it's like when I, when I say to y'all tithing, as soon as I say tithing, some of y'all throw up the, the stronghold, pops up and say, I ain't tithing. I can show you a thousand verses, but you ain't going to change. It's, uh, it's, for the rest of y'all, it's the lottery. You know, you say lottery, you don't use the lottery. And the moment the pastor start talking about gambling and lottery, it don't matter what I say or what the scripture says, the devil has a stronghold in your perception. And some of you have strongholds in your life that the devil won't easily give up. But you know what I'm glad to tell you? I don't care how much the devil would put up a stronghold, the power of Jesus Christ can come in and break the stronghold and break every chain. Who I wish I had a prayer. I wish I had more people praying with me on this point. I know there's some things, there's some areas of your life that you thought you could never get the victory from. And you thought you'd never get a breakthrough from. And you thought you could never change. That's a stronghold. You've been doing it for 10, 15 years. You got a stronghold and the devil doesn't easily let it up. I got word for you. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus will break every chain and every stronghold. There is a stronghold that can be broken. Somebody say, praise the Lord. We can pull down. That stronghold has to be pulled down. Somebody say, it can be pulled down. It can be destroyed. The text says we have to pull down strongholds. Pull it down. But it doesn't stop there. Verse 5 says, casting down arguments. Are y'all with me in verse 5? Casting down arguments. That's your reasoning, your computations, your estimates, your imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Your battle is against the things that the devil has suggested to you that you have embraced that are opposite of the will and the word of God. But I'm here to tell you today, we ain't going to let that stand in your life. We're going we're to fight it. Somebody say, we're going to cast it down. See, see, here's what the saints, here's the problem that the saints make. You have an idea, the devil put an idea in your mind and you let that bird land, lay some eggs, birth some babies. Now you got the mama thought and the baby thoughts around. When that thought comes in your mind, instead of you casting it out or in, instead of you pulling it down, you examine it. You entertain it. You walk around it, you picture it, you see it, you consider it. Go on and preach, Pastor. You consider it, you give it weight, you give it status, you give it a place, you make room for it. And that's why you can't get to victory because you keep letting it stick in your mind. Daryl Jacobs has a stronghold with the Cowboys. But one day we're going to believe God that he going to get free. Somebody say he's about to be free. It's coming out of you, Daryl. It's coming out of you. You can't change his mind. It's a stronghold in his life. You can't. I done tried. 
even though they ain't been in the playoffs since Boo shot Lincoln, he still <laughs> believes and he's hopeful because he got a stronghold. I wish I could just lay my hands on him and loose it. But some things only change by people being discipled. <laughs> the text says in 2 Corinthians 10, it says we have to cast down the argument. Somebody say, cast it down. You got to cast it down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The thoughts that come in your mind, you have to ask yourself, is this thought from God? Some of the things that you entertain, it didn't come from God. And you're giving place to them. You got to cast it down. And then it says this, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have to bring every thought into captivity. You have to arrest it. You have to seize control of it. You have to handcuff it. I know some of y'all like handcuffs. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I didn't say for what, I didn't say for what. I'm feeling something back here over in this section right here. You have to rest that thought. Seize control of it and rebuke it. Stop entertaining it. Stop giving it place. Stop giving it status. What changed my life is I had to stop giving status that my life didn't mean anything. I had to stop giving status to the thought that nobody loved me. I had to stop giving status that I, nothing would ever become of my life. And once, once I came to grips when the Lord Jesus opened my eyes and one day I realized that Jesus loved me just as I was. With all of my problems and all of my... I, see, the devil wants you to think you have to change and you have to become something before God loves you. And that's a lie from hell because you can't change. You don't have the power to, if you could have changed, you, you would have changed by now. You can't change yourself. You need a power greater than yourself to be able to change. You need the Lord Jesus in your life to be able to change. And so uh, once I got a hold of understanding that, it made all the difference in the world. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know there's somebody here today that the devil has been beating you up in your thought life and making you think low about yourself and that you have no future, no destiny. We got to cast those things down. Let me give you my second point. I only got four minutes left. I'm sorry. Don't tell me. Y'all know, know I can't take my time. <laughs> point two is develop godly thoughts. You gotta, the first one said you, gotta, you have to destroy the, the wrong thoughts and I want to tell you you have to develop godly thoughts. Philippians 4.8. Jot that down. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, 
if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Whatever's true means whatever's unconcealed. Noble means whatever's honest. Just means whatever's holy. Pure means whatever's clean. Lovely means whatever is acceptable. A good report means the things that are well spoken of. Virtue means whatever is excellent. And praiseworthy means whatever is worthy of praise. The Bible says, think on these things. New King James says, meditate on these things. Think on these things. Here's what that means. You meditate means you chew, you chew it over again and again and again. You, 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 you regurgitate it and bring it back up again and again and again. So the, the way that I was able to change my thought life is I used to, I got into the practice as a teenager of memorizing chapters of scripture. Amen. Chapters. Y'all supposed to say, go ahead, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I started memorizing, and it changed my thought processes. Entire chapter. Somebody said, how you do that? One verse at a time. One verse a day. I take a verse that that would be my verse for that day. And after 20 days, I had 20 verses. After 25 days, I had 25 verses. It's a discipline, and it helped discipline me in managing my thought life. And that's, that is the practice that I incorporated as a lifestyle of memorizing sections and chapters of scripture. See, what it's all about, here's what, here's what we're trying to get you to do, is to get your, get your heart right with God, and getting your heart right begins by you thinking right. Getting your thought processes right. My wife and I think differently. She thinks emotionally, I think logically. Wait, just hold on, let me finish before I... You, that's true. Can I finish? I'm, I'm preaching. There's nothing, that's the way it works. That's, 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 just, that's, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying anything bad. All I'm saying is we think differently. Yes. Why y'all can't, what, what's wrong with that? Yeah, we think differently. I'm preaching the sermon. Just hold tight for just a few minutes. And sometimes, here's what my wife said to me one day. She, we were having intense fellowship. And she said to me, I ain't going to let the devil use both of us. In other words, she said, I, I ain't going to engage in this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing. I ain't going to let the devil use me and you. Please don't encourage her foolishness. She told me one time, let me just throw this out too. She told me one time, the problem with this marriage, John Jenkins, is that we're both in love with you.
I did not, I did not entertain that thought that the devil brought into my domain using my wife to make that suggestion to me. I didn't entertain it. I went down that road to say something, but I don't remember why. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we think differently. Yeah, but it doesn't matter whether you think emotionally, here's where I was going with this. It doesn't matter whether you think emotionally or logically, you are still subject to demonic influences. And, and you have to, whether you, you, you think emotionally or logically, I'm not telling you to make that the domain of what you do. What I am saying to you today is you have to learn to get your thought processes under the control of the Holy Spirit and not under your natural inclinations. And you get it under control of that by the word of God. Jesus came and died on the cross for you and shed his blood so you could have life and meaning to your life. And the devil wants to suggest so much more to you. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Every day you must evaluate the thoughts that enter your mind because the devil engages in all areas of thought. Put on the helmet of salvation and strap it on tight. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.